start the recording here. We'll be able to fine tune ourselves as we go. You know, you hearing yourself good in the audio? Yeah, I think so. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check yourself. No wreckage. All right, let's bring this intro in, baby. What's going on, my brothers and sisters, aunties and uncles, monks, Kabbalists, wizards, mystics, sons and daughters of God, welcome to Mr. Woo Woo. Yes, welcome everybody to the flagship podcast, the Mr. Woo Woo podcast. I'd like to welcome my guest, Sam, and goddamn, I'm terrible at freaking names. Wasatsky. Wasatsky. Yep. It goes Satsky. Wasatsky. Yeah. Oh, man. My wife's Polish. I should be better at this. It's okay. We're, we might have been related. <laughs> uh, probably. Probably from the old country. <laughs> Russia, Ukraine, not too far off. Not too far off, man. Uh, well, probably wondering why we even started this podcast is because uh, both of us actually specialize in what is called energy healing. It's... Uh, well, we both specialize in craniosacral therapy, especially, but folks generally don't know what the hell a Reiki is, why that would work, why it'd be a thing. So I started a podcast so that, you know, folks would finally realize energy healing is a real thing and we make our living doing it. And it's uh, oftentimes a lot deeper healing than just, you know, trimming the branches of a bush, right? Oh yeah, we hope to get to the roots. <laughs> and all of you are holding on to your past and all of your patterns, so... You know, that's, that's why we do this. Um, I'm not as prepared as I should probably be, so I'm going to freestyle this thing. Go for it. That's, you that's know what I mean? Uh, Sam and I both work together. Uh, I work part-time, Sam, full-time at uh, Pacific College of... Uh, Pacific not, Center of Health. Center of Health. I still yep. haven't memorized my own workplace. <laughs> worked okay. there for two years. Lots of that's acronyms. where my brain's at. <laughs> A lot of acronyms, bro. <laughs> Craniosacral, CST, Neural Manipulation, NM, tons of acronyms. It's All really right. what this podcast is about. Explaining, <laughs> explaining the meaning of acronyms. The best acupuncture you could probably get in Southern California, if not California, if not probably the world. Oh. And... Uh, all of them are graduates, generally, of the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine mm -hmm. Yeah, here in San Diego. Uh, I myself have my own energy healing practice called Love Energetics, only one E. <laughs> There's some people in Canada that do uh, an energy healing style called Love Energetics, and they tried to sue me once. Oh, nice. <laughs> Lovely people. Yeah. But they, you know, very Canadian. Right. Did they say thank you after trying to sue you? I just explained to them I was one dude. They were trying to come out with like a, a conference, you know, oh, and they're like, we're going to do a conference out there. You know, they're Quebecois, you know. I was like, oh, well, I'm one guy and I'm looking underneath the trademark uh, thing and there's um, no trademark on there, dude. So you can kiss my ass and yeah. that's going to be that. By the way, on this podcast, you can cuss all you want. Oh. Right fucking on. Right the fuck on, man. <laughs> I'm also promoting shamelessly a book that I wrote way too long ago called Profanity because Louise Hay wouldn't let me call it what the fuck like I wanted to. Profanity, how I went from an atheist muggle to a quantum wizard in less than a decade. Check it out. The author's name is Joshua May. That's me, by the way. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk all kinds of wild shit. We're going to talk uh, metaphysics, God, healing paths. Oh, even contemporary stuff, if you wish. Great. You know. I'm open to it all. I'm I'm canceling myself day one. <laughs> nice. A self-cancellation, nice. if you will, because then that frees <laughs> me to say whatever the F I want. <laughs> and um, 
Ah, it's just so feel good to finally do this. It was like a year in the making. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you're doing it, man. It needs to happen. You know, thank I you. I feel like there's so many misconceptions. I think especially in the realm of like today with, I don't know, I kind of call it pseudo spiritualism and not to be like, Oh, I'm, you know, this amazing spiritualist or anything like that. But you know, it's, if you just wear organic cotton and eat acai bowls all day, that doesn't yeah. make you a spiritual person. Don't forget your man bun. Well, hey, I'm rocking one of those right That's now. That's <laughs> right, but it actually works for you. <laughs> but mine is for making lattes. Authentic. Yeah, yeah. This man has history. Uh, soy lattes. Soy but, lattes. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things of like, even if you sit and meditate every day, it doesn't make you necessarily a spiritual person. You know, I think yeah. a lot of it is intention-based. And that's where people are like, well, how do you measure intention, right? Mm. It's a feeling. It, you know, certain things don't necessarily fit the scientific model. Look at acupuncture, for instance. Okay. You know, you do the same point on someone's hand, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, to a thousand different people. Yeah. You know, and it's the same point, same location on their hand. Mm -hmm. It can mean a thousand different things to those people, right? right. To each person, it means something different because there's no medication on those needles, right? And you're right. operating with what's already there. So the same thing I think goes for energetic kind of healing and energetic mm -hmm. qualities because it's like an intention because they're working with different materials at the base. And so, you know, if you're trying to build a wall, right, and you mm -hmm. only got so many bricks, but you got shitty mortar, uh, you know, that wall is going to fall apart, right? Absolutely. But if you stack up and you like really invest in, you know, cleaning out your energetics, making good mortar, making good bricks, like that wall is going to be really strong, right, or that pathway. Do you feel that perhaps it's like, what we're clearing, I mean, these, these are always hypotheses amongst other new agey people, but um, <laughs> new agey, new agers, you know, trademark that shit. Um, <laughs> that the more that we're, we're basically defeating memory, cellular memory, um, psychological memory, and that it kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of attenuates itself in the body as uh, a clogging of the, the meridians. We're gonna go all the way back to basics because folks don't even know what the F is a meridian, man. Oh, what the, man. I don't, why the hell would. Puncturing yourself with needles in specific locations uh, cause healing. And my hypothesis and the way I explain it to my clients, and because you're actually a completely trained doctor in this, uh, is the way I explain it is like everything's electromagnetic. Everything's thought-based. So if there's an imbalance of the yin and yang, basically that inharmony is going to create pathology in some way and imbalance those forces. And that these needles, when they go in these specific locations, know how to either turn up or turn down the electromagnetic uh, feed, if you will, through these lines of energy we call meridians to the major organ systems. And the things that are even more abstract, like the triple warmer and the, uh, the governor channel, which is still a mystery to me. I don't know if that's just like where the soul plugs in or what, but uh, yeah, we'll I was hoping to get your thoughts channel. on that. Time. The what do, is it? The do channel. The so do channel. There's a conception vessel, which is the Ren Mai, and then the do channel, which is oh. the the Yang Mai or the yeah. Yang Mai. Yeah. So conception vessel front, like okay. in. Got you. Um, oh, governing governing vessel right in the back. Okay. The it runs along the whole spine. Okay. Wraps up the head. But that's we'll we'll get deep into that. Later. Oh, for sure. Like, cause because <laughs> people we're talking leaps and bounds. I've been a Reiki master teacher for like eighteen years, so I have to like it's a huge leap for people like even with the hands on little healing that we did in the beginning mm -hmm. to be like, oh, whoa, I could feel energy coming out or heat or tingling coming yeah. out of your hands, much less waves of energy, and then it's another enormous like leap to be like, oh, you can do that at any distance. Because yeah. I also specialize in distance healing for you who don't live in San Diego, if you want to come and get some. Uh, I, I think just... for, for people who've never had any experience with it, mm -hmm. 
it's uh, like my explanation. I've been getting it done since I was like a little kid. You know, I was right. super sick. I had like some lung issues. And okay. the guy who owns the clinic that we both work at really helped me out. Mm. And he did a lot of energy healing. And as a kid, you know, you're like bouncing off the walls. You don't even know what's going on. You're like, my mom took me here. I'm just going to lay on this table and see what happens, you know? Right. But um, the feeling, it's like scratching an itch you didn't know you had, you know? Okay. So imagine you're, okay. you know, like, the Costanza wallet thing, like you're sitting on a wallet that's lifting your hip up. And after a while, like you get used to that right. stimulus, right? Of like mm. that wallet lifting your hip, even if it's twisting you into like the gnarliest sciatic pain. Yes, it does. And until someone kind of takes <laughs> that wallet out and stretches you, like you don't even know that you could have moved that way. Yes. Um, I think to explain like energetic medicine and medicine in general, like holistic medicine, what we do. Yeah. What's your take? You got to go into trauma. Right. Trauma, okay. Yeah, the body holds the score. You know, it's a great book that I've never read, but heard a lot about. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but it's like, you know, when we have a trauma, what's the body's response, right? Like you step on something sharp, you want to pull away from it. Right. You, you know, tweak your back, everything tenses up and you can't move and you're kind of like crumpled up for a bit, right? And like awesome. any movement feels terrible. Right. So that pattern gets locked in even after mm. the trauma's passed, like the physical injury. Memory. You know I mean? mm. The neurological memory, right? Yep. Muscle memory, totally BS, right? Okay. Muscles don't have memory. We're demarking it right here, folks. <laughs> Muscles right here. don't have memory. All they are, it's actin and myosin, it's two fibers, and they just mm -hmm. pull, you know? Okay. They shorten. Okay. And what tells them to do that is the nerves, right? So you're right. working with the nervous system. So going back to what you said about the electromagnetic kind of aspect, mm -hmm. nerve, we're pretty much big circuits. We're biomechanical robots, pretty much. Okay. You know, it's like... We have all these circuits running through. I'd say the physical body definitely is. Physical body, the, for sure, for sure. That the, just the to hardware, make some delineation. The hardware. The hardware. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into software later, folks. Exactly. <laughs> we need a whole little week to get into that. <laughs> but uh, what acupuncture can do is kind of modulate those circuits, right? Right. So you can have something that's short circuiting in one aspect, and mm. you're not getting the proper feedback from the signal of the nerve because stuff is too overactive mm -hmm. and we accommodate to that pattern. Okay. Because it's smart, you know, biomechanics, right? It's oh, like right. trying to adapt, trying to keep us alive. Right. And so with the presence of a needle or the presence of like intelligent hands with energetic work, mm. you know, you can reteach and be like, hey, I'm going to illuminate that you're twisted up and mm -hmm. wrenching on your sciatic, you know, wrenching on your back, which is pulling on the sciatic nerve. Okay, so we got... Okay, we got um, neurological memory. How do you make an assessment? Like, say a patient, a first-time patient comes in with you, mm -hmm. and they complain about something. How do you take in the field of information? How do you make the assessment of which formula of needles that you would need mm -hmm. to do, which techniques to apply, whether it's moxibustion, we'll get into that later, mm -hmm. and cupping, all these other wonderful approaches the, uh, the Chinese methods have yeah. and acupuncture have. When, it, when someone fresh comes in, what do you, what's the first thing you look for? You know, first thing, I'm looking at posture. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at how they walk. Okay. Right? I'm looking at how they move. Mm -hmm. Like, are they all crumpled up? Are their shoulders rolled forward? Is the head pushed forward? Like, we're kind of trying to identify these common patterns of where the tension is. Because ultimately, we're all trying to fight against gravity. Got and, uh, it. It's a losing battle, ultimately. You know? <laughs> gravity will always win. <laughs> time. Time is the enemy. <laughs> but we can always bolster bolster our, our game with right. it, you know? And so that's the first thing. I'm looking at their face. Posture. Like, what's their expression like? You know? Mm. You have, okay. like, dark circles under the eyes. Do you right. have, like, kind of glazed over eyes? Are they really yeah. there? Are they present or are they like, what am I doing here? You know? Right. 
how tired are they, right? Got you. And so if they're super exhausted, I'm not going to do anything super heavy, right? Like mm-hmm. tons of moving stuff, like deep, deep work. Like you want to kind of look at the status of who's in front of you. Okay. And uh, try to see them, you know? It's like, it's not just a shoulder, you know? It's, a, it's connected mm-hmm. to a whole person. That's interesting. Even as we're talking about this, I just realized like I should, I should, uh, uh, full disclosure, I'm like at the tail end of my massage career permanently. I don't even do it at my practice. All I do is matrix energetics, craniosacral therapy, and Reiki. People are going to get an ear an ear beating about all, <laughs> all of those over the, the course of this uh, podcast lifetime. Uh, but I just realized Adrian might not want that shout out just in case he doesn't <laughs> want to be associated whatsoever with what we're talking about. God bless you, Adrian, for, for being awesome and staying open during COVID and helping gajillions of clients with miraculous results. You are a king, bro. Um, that's Adrian Bean, of course, if you folks, the you know. Being. Oh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a beast. He's a beast when it comes to healing. Um, but, uh, yeah, full disclosure, he doesn't know I'm, we're doing this podcast or even mentioning his... <laughs> But <laughs> even mentioning his business, his baby. But uh, yeah, I just do massage there two days a week. You know, I'm going to eventually evolve out of that um, because healing, energy healing has always been my passion. And um, craniosacral in particular, could you give uh, your synopsis? Like what, how did you get brought into the art of craniosacral therapy? And like, what has it done for you? So I started as a patient um, right. receiving craniosacral therapy and visceral and neural manipulation, well, which is not manipulating necessarily as much right. as it is feedback-based. Well, invitation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, communication, you know. It comes okay. Out of communications. Okay. Right? Yeah. And um, I took a class. I, You know, I was mm-hmm. in massage school at the time, and I was like, this looks neat. Like, I've heard this word a ton. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to jump in and try it. And I had an amazing teacher. His name was Prana Gojia. Awesome. And uh, he's just unreal with his reverence for the human body mm. and his level of knowledge around the anatomy. Um, that's the coolest thing to me is when you meet someone who can understand how energetics work by being able to hold space and feel and follow and listen. Right. But they also have that cerebral portion of like, I understand exactly what structure is restricted in you. And I can like visualize that, you know, visualization, I feel was like a really key component. I felt like that's like when my third eye opened for the first time, like, and it's a very physical, visceral kind of feeling when you're doing there's there's thousands of of energy approaches and call it gung. Uh, there's um, like I said Reiki. There's hundreds of thought based or energy or chi based um, approaches to healing the human mechanism. Because again, we're electromagnetic. And mm, getting lost some thought here as usual. Uh, <laughs> well, I think you know, these are these moments. So much is is listening, right? Yes, and, uh, thank you. His first class, I remember, he's <laughs> like, we're not doing any techniques. Like, research the anatomy That's dope. for half the class, mm-hmm. and then someone's going to lay on the table. Right. You're going to take five minutes to look at them, mm-hmm. and then you're going to walk over, and you're going to put a hand on where you think they need, like, a healthy, like, safe touch, you know? It was very attention-based, right? <laughs> like, when I when they call it, like, holding space. They use a lot of terms that are a bit abstract and poetic, mm-hmm. but it essentially came down to putting your hands underneath the spine and around the cranium and they call it listening, but it's really quieting your own mind and your attention gets sucked into or drawn like a kind of a cursor of awareness into the densest part that's happening. And as you quietly observe what's happening, it's almost the exact opposite of a chiropractic adjustment. The, the neurology of the body almost 
reverse engineers uh, whatever's happening. Like if you mentioned the wallet, the posture, you get like a counterclockwise twist in the hips. The neurology becomes aware of the subconscious pattern and then starts to reverse it in a way the same way as a chiropractic adjustment would, but without using force. Mm -hmm. It just starts to delete it and you'll start to feel twitching. You'll start to feel pulsing in the body. You'll feel these waves happening. And as you're quietly listening, because you're trained in the anatomy first, you know where you're at when you're studying it. Yeah. Some, a lot of these other arts are very abstract and you can your tension's going around through the energy field and the aura. But this is a very visceral approach. And I've, I've gotten hundreds of idiopathic responses doing it. Like what, what are some of the great healings you've, you've witnessed when you do it? Oh man, so much. I mean, from yeah. personal to, I mean, one of my aunts even was like scheduled for sciatic surgery, got one treatment of like energetic work one. and literally canceled her, you know, surgery. One and done, huh? One and done. That's yeah. beautiful. I mean, it's just been unreal, man. I've seen, you know, different like benign tumors shrink and just like all sorts. Tumors shrinking. Mm -hmm. It's been crazy. Beautiful. And, and it's so cool because it's kind of like, uh, it always reminds me of quantum physics in some aspects. Quantum physics does kind of explain this whole bit, doesn't it? Well, Consciousness and... Well, and even more so like just observation changes the outcome. You know, the simple act of observing, right? The observer effect of yeah. quantum physics. And that goes back to like what we were talking about before, like sort of pseudo-spiritualism in a way. It's, like bringing, <laughs> it's all pseudo, guys. Bringing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Until you're crazy. walking on water. and <laughs> Not yeah. to be like hating on anybody or anything. Not at it's, all. It's If anything, it's like a time to call in that observation, not only mm -hmm. externally, right, but internally. Mm -hmm. And that's where like the internal practices are so important with like true attentive observation, right? That's true. And we don't, you don't have to like meditate all day in order to no. be able to access it, right? It's just kind of a shift in consciousness and awareness that can uh, provoke that, that shift. Mm -hmm. It's kind of unexplainable in a way though. It's as abstract as I, the way I used to explain energy healing to people was I, I was just like, yeah, but I'm going to poke you with needles and you get better. You know, if that's, if that can be real, yeah. you know, you could treat someone like a pincushion and then there's healing effects. Why the hell wouldn't a human being who's also a conduit for, you know, yeah. universal life force energy do that? And I think, you know, as if people are open to receiving the treatment, the treatment will be better, right? Like if people just sit there with their eyes open and totally are not going to relax. Right. Like, you know, you can totally get in your own way, right? Like if someone's yeah. trying to massage you and you're just tensing up your muscles the whole time, like yeah. it's not going to help as much, you know? Or chit-chatting, you guys. If you're in a massage, please just you don't have to that's not the time to carry out a conversation right <laughs> we'd love to know how you've been doing and you know all that but we can catch up afterward uh where did you get trained in massage i went to pacific college pacific. Yeah, wow yeah so i've been there i went there for seven years um got my associates there and then jumped into the master's and doctoral program dang yeah it was good oozing competence you guys oozing 28 years old 28 years old <laughs> oh my goodness but uh you know you figure out something you like doing and like it makes sense and you just mm -hmm. get after it and it's like the things kind of align they fall into place and i've had a great time there yeah oh yeah yeah everyone loves and respects him at the place oh by the way he's a uh, great um come get acupuncture from him if you get a chance by the way um, <laughs> yeah did you have any kind of like spiritual awakenings in your life that kind of like triggered you to kind of like on this path was was the healing experience with adrian like what brought you to that? And that was a big part of it, you know. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, like right out of high school. Right. And my dad is a con general contractor, like totally rough and tumble dude, like huge hands that are all calloused up, right? And he's yeah. Just, you know, working bricks and putting up houses all all day. Mm -hmm. And so I jumped into that with him, 
Um, just not, you know, I went to San Diego State, actually. I had a full ride scholarship there. Awesome. And totally flunked out. It was not, not my jam. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't that it was challenging. Like, I'm a good student. You know, I'm pretty confident in that way. Sure. But I just didn't feel like a student there. You know, I felt more like a number. And not to call them out or whatever, but it was just like not the place for me the big kind of college thing didn't really vibe with me, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, like, felt energetically draining. Like, I was more tired, wasn't sleeping well, you know, making bad That choices. sounds like an SDSU student's <laughs> first couple of years, you know, too. It's <laughs> a few distractions on campus. But I dropped out and uh, okay. decided I would work with my dad doing construction. And mm. I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't really like construction. Like, it's cool to build stuff, but it's, I'm not really, like, passionate about it, you know? Right. And uh, I was going for a run early in the morning before work, and I sat by this big cypress tree on mm. the west cliff of Santa Cruz. Mm. And I was building a, a restaurant for my cousin out there and kind of like sat down and you know, I dabbled in some meditation and stuff before and just kind of breathed and was like, what do I want to do? You know, right. it just popped into my head. Like I grew up getting acupuncture, I grew mm -hmm. up getting energetic work. And I realized like people don't even know what this is. You know, I thought it was normal to go to your acupuncturist every couple months and then go to your primary once a year. Right. So many people are like, what is that, you know? Yes. <laughs> and so I, I, I called my mom and I was like, hey, is there an acupuncture school near us? She was like, oh yeah, there's one down the street. Why not? Let's I'll, we'll sign you up for classes. And uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll do massage first to see if I even like, like touching people, you know? Right. And just fell in love with it. And it was just like the labor of love from then on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did it, did it feel like the body spoke to you like through the hands, like when you like first put your hands on somebody? Uh, when I when I was uh, working for at restaurants, you know, when I, after my ridiculous like uh, spiritual awakening, I was like, how am I going to use any of this metaphysical knowledge? And I just started rubbing backs on the patio, and they're like, oh, you should, you know, do it. It's like the muscles, like we're just like, yeah, now here, now here. It's almost like a chef. I feel like sometimes I think there's a lot of correlations between what chefs do mm -hmm. and the culinary arts and what we do. Nice, because they got the subtlety, the timing. There's nuance. There's there's all of these kind of correlatives. Just don't eat people. Don't, don't do that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat people unless they are gorgeous and ask you to. So, um, <laughs> touche, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a weird and winding road, uh, to all of this. Mm -hmm. And, um, so how long have you been an, an acupuncturist now at this uh, point? Uh, I am actually, uh, just finished my first year. This is your first year, man? Just finished my first year. Wow. So yeah. you, were, you were a massage yeah. therapist for how For seven years. For seven years? Mm -hmm. Did you specialize in a Tui Nile? Uh, no, I, I did like more neuromuscular therapy stuff oh, and then NMT. definitely more the energetic work. I mean, NMT. for a while it was like no matter what, so many people were getting craniosacral or neural work because it's like... Like if you're gonna release the muscles, why not work with the nerves too, right? Right. Like right. it just makes sense, you know. They're not separate. I mean, we think we're they're separate systems, but it's just one intelligence flowing through the body that just utilizes the nerves in order to organize the muscles and. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you want extraordinary results, you got to take extraordinary measures and try like some weird, weird shit. You know, it's like it seems weird, but then once you're in it, it's just like, oh man, this just feels like my body's heard. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, man, I can express this tension and this pain in a safe way that doesn't have to be crushing. Right. Like, I think especially in the U.S., we're all about the crush. We love effort. Yeah. We're addicted we to force and uh, and doing and uh, craniosacral when you receive it, at least when I do, it felt like what I imagine a sensory deprivation tank would feel like mm -hmm. you end up in this like hollowed space, almost like if you're floating in a pool, a night pool 
you know, got that weird little light on at the bottom to kind of like get the head tangles and you get in these slight altered states. But then you look down and your, your leg is twitching and letting go of something that you had for possibly, you know, 10 years or... or even birth, who knows? Or, yeah, a lot of birth trauma. Yeah, lot of, birth is a brutal process, man. I've always thought that, man. To come into the world. So it was a cool thing my teacher, Prana, had told me was mm-hmm. uh, the primitive streak when the first cells divide mm-hmm. from fertilization. Uh, they end up becoming the sacrum. Like the, oh. and that's, you know, craniosacral, right? It's like the North Pole and the South Pole. For those of you who don't know what a sacrum is, it's yes. the triangle bone that used to be, like the end of it is the coccyx, which used to be our tail, right? Yep, tailbone. Kind of in between the, the ears of the hip. Yep, you know? the elephant ears. Kind of the anchor of the <laughs> spine in a way, right? Kind of looks like a drop weight. Yep. And um, yep. so cranio, right? Head, mm-hmm. sacral, right? Yes. Bottom. So it's like pretty much the central nervous system, North and South Pole. And, uh, yes, sir. yeah, it was just such a cool concept. I was like, wow, blown away by this. So he's like, have reverence for the sacrum. Like, right. you know, don't it's sacred. It's sacred. Man. It's a sacred bone. <laughs> yeah, That's how my teacher used to do it. This lady, she was off the map. She was like a, a full, <laughs> she used to get paid by Goldman Sachs to go to their like corporate offices and energetically clear their offices just by, she was a UN energetics grandmaster. So it's kind of more like the Milne school as opposed to like upledger. Mm-hmm. So instead of like doing the soft visceral kind of um, movements uh, where you would encourage a release through the um, meninges, it was like, you just like sat there and you completely emptied your hands. Oh man. And you could just feel the, the cerebral spinal fluid flowing through the spine and wherever, it became like loud wherever it was impinged. So it naturally draws your attention to where it is. Mm -hmm. And when they talk about holding space, you would hold your hands at two different points and you'd quiet yourself as much as possible. And in that, they'd say space, but you would just notice in between your two hands, whatever your potential would get sucked into, whatever's going wrong, it could be the liver. It could be whatever. And then you get more and more details and they just keep emerging. You'd be like, well, what about the liver? And you notice it just feels squeezed or it feels turned too far into uh, the midline of the body. And as you go, huh, that's interesting. As you make the observation at that very moment, that's when many times you'll feel that fluctuation, that, that twitching and, and then, and then a correction. So and I, and uh, if you're like ahead. me, you know, when you first heard of someone that's like feeling a liver, like, how the hell are you feeling a liver through someone's rib cage? You know? Yeah. Oh, it like, feels what's weird. What's going on, right? Like, well, how? You get like x-ray vision. When I first said I was like, really? what do you mean you can feel a liver? Like, there's bone <laughs> there. What are you talking about, dude? Like, you're pressing on bone. You're crazy. And then someone explained it in a great way. It's like, you know when you're driving late at night hmm. on a freeway and you got to yeah. read a sign that's super far away? Yes. And you put all of your attention into the sense of sight. Right, and mm-hmm. you're like zeroing in, and it kind of gets a little more clear. Right, you even turn down the radio because you don't yeah. want any of that sensory stuff. Right, yes, for some sir. reason that works every time. Yeah, if you can't see at night, turn down the radio. Um, but focus <laughs> all your attention at that sign, and it you know slowly becomes more clear. Right, so if you do the same thing with your sense of touch, right, you can pick up on a little bit more of the subtleties. Yeah, and so it's like you put all that attention into your hands, mm-hmm. and you'll start to pick up on some weird stuff. I mean, it's like whoa, this feels deeper than just this bone that I'm feeling. You'll feel the twist. And you feel like you can like, it's almost like if you're clicking on something on a website and you like you, like you said, zeroing in, it's almost like you'd focus on, like you're, you're looking at a large mass and then your attention would zero in further and be like, oh, and on a location and a quality. It's almost like if you're a chef, you put the food in your mouth and then all of the ingredients in whatever proportion they are, they just start exploding in your head and be like, oh, that's too much salt. It needs lemon. It needs, you start to get these, 
hits, these intuition and, um, and informational hits that um, will inspire the chef to alter the dish. But in this case, your own consciousness and the consciousness of the, the patient or client begins to, it's like the, the soul or the, the brain just wakes up and goes, oh, I, didn't, I wasn't seeing that. And then it's able to just like let go of it instantly because your natural state is health. Your natural state is homeostasis. Homeostasis. And it's only our, our memory and what, like you said, trauma is another way of putting it. But the impacts of life, our emotional contractions, we start to make these neurological adaptations on top of it. So if you fall off your bike when you're five and you hurt yourself really bad, you fall out of a tree, we'll say something more dramatic, and you injure your leg, except you, you just, you know, you're like, whatever, I'll, I'll just rub that off and just just keep running about your life well a lot of times that little that little jenga piece like out of place will start to you know and the, the rest of the um sorry i'm not making much literal sense but the brain will start to create an adaptation so you don't have to experience that injury again and then your jenga set starts to slowly rotate and now it's not in alignment and then you get in a fist fight when you're 12 and then a girl breaks your heart at 16 and it just keeps twisting and twisting and twisting and so you don't have to experience the pain of it it, it creates neurological adaptations, and that's why we all end up like Picassos. Like we start out Da Vinci's, we end up Picassos. Perfectly said. Right. Perfectly said. So what this art does is it takes the Picasso in you, and just piece by piece, whatever's the most obvious piece will will jump out to the practitioner, and just by staring at it, like, hmm, that's interesting, and just by placing the cursor of attention on it, either in a broad space or on a focused space, as Sam said, it just starts to revert back to factory settings or even stuff that. Uh, like you may never experience if you got birth trauma mm -hmm. and you your mother gets uh <laughs> in some drama when you're seven months in yeah. you'll biochemically it can biochemically affect you mm -hmm. the way you're born uh can throw the symmetry of your jaw off yeah and you know you end up with tmj when you're like 30 and working an office job and you don't realize it's because the doctor you use the old salad tongs to like get you out of mom yeah <laughs> and spank was too hard, whatever. Hey man, and don't talk like, about me like And that. you don't have to say, oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I mean, man. And there's just so many approaches. And this is, uh, and craniosacral is, is just so magical. If you never get a chance to, to try it, please do. Because we've been able to work miracles with this stuff. I never tell you, like the greatest healing I almost did was on a llama in Peru at Machu Picchu. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I tell you about that? No. I might have. I, I'm getting up there with my now ex girlfriend. But like, I got up there. <laughs> We're up there. Allegedly, it was great. Um, we just enter the place and they go, oh, look, it's a group of llamas that are, they, they just will run right by you. It's like an open zoo. And they're the lawnmowers of Machu Picchu. They keep all the grass trimmed. And uh, four of them go by me. And one goes like a few paces in front of me and then stops and starts, like, looks back at me. I mean, it was like too much sentient intelligence and it starts backing up toward me. And I was just like, oh my God. And my, my hand just lifts up subconsciously and I place it on its sacrum because that's, that's just where I, <laughs> I didn't know if I was supposed to pet it or what. Yeah. But I felt my hand. Do you feel like your hand kind of suck into the body a little bit? Mm -hmm. it connects. It, yeah, for sure. It almost feels like, you know, it's, it's holding you. And when it's done with you, it kind of pushes you off like an air hockey. Mm -hmm. Kind of, you get that and it like my releases you. Reaction. Is that what it is? No, no, it's uh, that's with cooking when you're cooking. Oh, what is it? The Maillard? When uh, like if you cook an egg and it finally cooks enough to where it lifts up, that's called the Maillard reaction. Dude, I'm learning something on my own podcast. There this is go. beautiful, man. <laughs> Steaks do the same thing. Shout out to Francis Mallman. Yep. yep. <laughs> Leave it on the fire till it lets go. So, <laughs> so it's it gets sucked into this this llama's uh, back. I'm happy it's not spitting on me, um, and <laughs> it gets sucked in, and I could feel instantly that it's twisted over the left side. And 
as I'm observing it on that instant, I feel it's like left leg starts shaking and the sacrum rotates back into the right and it ends and my hands get pushed off, which is an effect that happens when you get craniosacral. When it's done with you, the hand just releases from the area and it looked back at me and it didn't wink, but man, it smi- I swear this thing smiled at me and then ran off after its friends. And I was like, that's the sickest thing I've ever done, you know? It's like, hey, get the hitch out of my giddy up. Oh my God. I would have loved to do that. <laughs> and on that same trip, I ended up eating alpaca, much to the horror of the other vegetarians and vegans. It wasn't I went the same with. one. It wasn't his, his oh, cousin. Okay. No, I don't think so. I hope they didn't know each other. Uh, but you know, you got to try new things when you're in a foreign nation. Uh, I just wanted to thank uh, Sam for coming by. This is going to be a briefer podcast. Next time he comes, we're going to do like an hour because we have all kind of an hour or two hours because we can yeah, chop we this can up. Go, Joe Rogan. We can go off. We can keep going because there yeah. is so much to cover in our world. And this information needs to be out there. And, you know, it's always a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. I'm happy to, to answer any questions for people if they ever wanted to, uh, you know, reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just what we do. Yeah. And where can they reach you? Uh, you can reach me at the clinic that I work at, mm-hmm. um, which we'll uh, we'll give the information post post production. San Diego, exactly. Yeah. And uh, keep it going. Thank you, Josh, for having me. Mr. <laughs> Thank Woo-woo. you so much for having being my Al- first guest, Al- man. Alpaca guru, this is killer. <laughs> I'm part alpaca now because you know <laughs> exactly. you are what you eat. <laughs> Sorry, vegetarians. Thank I you, love man. you all. I respect you. Thank you so much for coming by, man. I really appreciate you. Of Thank you. Appreciate you. Awesome, brother. Peace out. Oh, that was cool. I know. Sorry, we should have more time. No, no. Thank you very much again for uh, joining us for the Mr. Woo Woo podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Ramey. And if, again, if you'd like to see Sam Wasatsky in person, if you're in San Diego, best acupuncturist I've ever met, uh, he could be found. Well, he already gave his information. You already know where to find him. Pacific Center of Health out here in San Diego. Uh, if you'd like a session with me, energy healing, cranial sacral therapy, Matrix Energetics, Reiki. My office is here in Pacific Beach, San Diego. And the website is www.loveenergetics.com. 